Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial when you visit audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Just go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge today. My name is Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast, and you are listening to a survivor. I ate taco shop earlier this week, and I didn't get diarrhea. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's get into the show. What's up, Teacher Recharge listeners? Welcome back to another edition of the Teacher Recharge podcast, only podcast on the internet, hosted by me, Frank Cap. I'm your host, and we're coming to you live from Wichita, Kansas, and I can't keep this voice up for very much longer, so I'm just going to go back to the <laughs> back to the normal one. Today, we have another fantastic guest. Look, I say that about every single guest that I have, but it's true. They're all fantastic. We have Dr. Glenn Albright. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Albright. His passion for learning and its application in the fields of health and behavioral health fuel his research activities at Cognito. Dr. Albright leads a team of researchers at Cognito in evaluating the efficacy of its immersive learning and assessment role-play simulations to bring about sustained behavior changes in the areas of social, emotional, and physical health. His research involves integrating empirically-based findings drawn from neuroscience such as emotional regulation, mentalizing, and empathy as well as components of social cognitive learning models, including motivational interviewing and adult learning theory. He's a clinical psychologist who received his PhD from the City University of New York in the area of experimental cognition with concentrations in neuropsychology and applied psychophysiology. Now, this interview has amazing strategies, amazing tips, and honestly, he introduces this thing that he's doing with Cognito that, in my opinion, just, I mean, it blew me away. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode with Dr. Glenn Albright. So with that said, enjoy. Got another amazing guest on the show today. His name is Dr. Glenn Albright. How in the world are you doing today, sir? I am doing phenomenal. How are you? I'm doing great. So you are coming to us from none other than the New York City. Is that correct? That's right. I'm right here in the Big Apple. Ooh, we actually interesting fact about the Big Apple. That is where my sister lives too. That's awesome. I can actually see like the buildings and stuff in the background, which is not something that we really need here in Kansas all that much. But it's great to have you here today. So you are one of the founders, yes, of, of Cognito. That's correct. I am a co-founder and director of research here at Cognito. Awesome, awesome. So explain a little bit about Cognito. What is it? What, what do you guys kind of look to do and, and what kind of change are you making? It is a health simulation company based out of New York City where we develop simulations where people can interact with emotionally intelligent virtual humans for the purpose of really increasing 
their social, emotional, and physical health. Health simulation. That is an interesting thing. Because I'm on, I'm on your website and I'm seeing like, like it, it almost looks like a video game kind of thing. It kind of explain what a health simulation kind of looks like though. Like if I'm, if I'm going into the program, what can I expect to see? Okay, well, your, your statement of a video game actually is somewhat accurate because it is run by a rather robust game engine. Okay. What it involves is placing learners in a virtual environment where they role play with virtual humans that are programmed with emotions and memory and personality, and they'll react like a real person. So it's by role playing in these virtual environments and receiving feedback from a virtual coach that you get really good at managing difficult conversations. What I mean by difficult conversations, it could be perhaps a teacher talking to a student in psychological distress that they're concerned about, or a physician having a difficult conversation with a patient could be about a chronic health disorder or substance use disorder. It gives you online practice at having difficult conversations. And being the director of research, my job is to look at the impact. Do they work? Do mm-hmm. they do what they say they are doing? And the answer is yes. It changes people's attitudes and their behaviors. So it's oh, wow. That's really cool. So the target here, is it is it mostly kids or is it mostly adults? There are three large targets. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's K-12 education, actually pre-K-12 education, then your higher education, and then healthcare. In all areas, you're not only working with educators and staff, but also the students. For example, teaching a student about psychological distress, teaching them how to identify it in a, in a friend, and to be able to approach that friend and express their concern using what we refer to as evidence-based communication strategies. For example, motivational interviewing, which is a type of interviewing style that puts someone you're talking to at ease and makes them feel comfortable, makes them feel safe. So you and I, we begin to open up with a person who's demonstrating MI and we can talk to them and tell them, yeah, I am struggling or I am having a problem or I am concerned. You can go from there. Definitely is something that is New. Yes. How, how old is this is Cognito? It's a little over 10 years of age. Okay. Uh, and the technology is always evolving. And right. Go online and take some of the demos. You'll say, wow, that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it right now. It just looks like a, a really, really unique but cool way. And, and director of research, this is interesting. <laughs> so I'm actually getting my my master's degree right now in sports psychology. And one of the classes I'm taking is introduction to research. And I'm telling you right now, me and research at the moment, not getting along. How, how, how are you setting up these things to make sure they work? All right, let's use a topic that's dear to, dear to your heart, right? Okay. And that's sports psychology. Right. Let's focus in on uh, college sports. Mm-hmm. We know that students in college athletics have a unique set of stressors mm-hmm. and they're less likely to seek help as a result of that. Right. The incidence of depression, of anxiety, coupled with uh, sleep deprivation and a full academic load in addition to practicing for these sports. I mean, it's uh, no wonder why a lot of these students are experiencing psychological distress. Mm-hmm. So we've done a study with well over 
5,000 college athletes throughout the country who've taken what we refer to as at-risk for college students. So this teaches student athletes how to identify stress within their fellow athletes, how to approach them, how to talk to them, and if necessary, make a referral to the counseling center. So we begin this study with a baseline, what we call a pre-survey, that measures their attitudes towards what we refer to as gatekeeping skills. A gatekeeper is someone who can identify, talk to, and refer someone in psychological distress to support services. So we measure their gatekeeper attitudes, you know, how prepared you are, how confident you are, how likely you are to help a friend. Then they take the simulation. That's followed up by a post-survey just to look at the immediate changes in terms of the impact of the simulation. And then you want to know, hey, do these changes last? Are there long-term consequences? So three months later, they get a follow-up survey that examines any changes in their behavior. Right. Was there increased the number of students you talked to or made referrals to, like, say, the counseling center. So that's how we usually do a study, create right. simulation post and follow-up. That's really, really cool. And some of the stuff you're talking about, it just seems like, could this software reduce things like school shootings, bullying, depression, that kind of stuff by showing kids the signs or faculty the signs of this stuff? Absolutely. In fact, one of the motivators of getting specifically into this field was Virginia Tech shootings. Mm -hmm. okay. And in our surveys, we measure how the simulations impact school culture, perceptions of school safety. Some of our simulations are addressing bullying, supporting LGBTQ students, both in K-12 and higher ed. The answer is yes, yes, yes. That's amazing. Wow. And you know what? I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because that is a a real life application of, of research. And it kind of turns my head to say, okay, maybe it's not just a class. Maybe I can actually learn from it. Ugh, okay. Anyways, sweet. So we're going to get into this thing that we're doing this season. It's called a minute intro or a mintro, if you will. Random questions coming at you for a minute straight, kind of like a hot seat. Are you ready for this? Um, ready and willing. Okay, let's do this. What is in your fridge right now? <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Beer. Okay, okay. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Yesterday's uh, dinner, some salads, coleslaw. Uh, I feel you on that. Oh, a coleslaw, a coleslaw person. I only put that on sandwiches. I don't think I can eat that by itself. If you were home on a rainy Sunday afternoon, what movie would you most want to see on the television? Oh, I love the series of movies uh, with The Hobbit. What are they called? Okay. Oh, uh, The Lord of the Rings? Is, yeah. Yes. And they're long, but they're very good. Definitely. Where do you not mind waiting? In the jacuzzi. <laughs> I love it. If you could close one fast food chain, uh, chain due to disgusting food, which one would you pick? All of them. I mean, the, the amount of the diet... That these fast food places, McDonald's, Burger King, whatever, is horrible. And they're overwhelmed areas that really can't afford to have uh, poor diets. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, that is your minute intro. Some good answers. The coleslaw one. Ooh, I don't know. We might differ on that. Anyway, what kind? Wait, hold up, hold up. What kind of coleslaw? Do you have any like apples or anything in it? 
not old-fashioned traditional culture. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, I will say over here in in the Midwest, it, that is usually served with some barbecue, which I can dig all the time. Going on today's podcast, obviously, this podcast is for teachers to start their week off on a high positive note, so that they can make the biggest impact on their students possible. So, one question I love to ask my guests is. When it's Monday, because obviously this show comes out on a Monday, unless that Monday is like a holiday or whatever, um, then it'll come out on Tuesday. But assuming that it comes out on a Monday, what are you doing to get ready for that day? What are you doing to make sure that you hit the week on a high note, energized, ready to go? Well, I start off with a couple of cups of black coffee. <laughs> that brings me up. Then I start watching national news. That kind of like brings me down. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're not going to believe this. I'm heading into the train. I have an hour and a half commute. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm a Candy Crush guy. Oh, man. That's a Candy Crush. Yes. Just play my Candy Crush and relax and let my mind wander. And I'm a little bit over level 4,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, my wife's dad does that as well. There's something to be said about you have all of your stress ahead of you. And if you focus on it, it's, it's going to you know, lead to more anxiety, all this stuff. So taking a second to kind of get out and say, hey, I'm going to take, take this moment for me. And then when I get there, I'm going to be energized. There's something amazing to say about that. Well said. Next question, right? Because we are getting kind of close to the break here is what is something that you have failed at, drastically failed at? And how did you, how did you react to that failure? So I failed at getting into medical school. Okay. I applied to about 20 of them as a undergrad. My MCAT scores were very low. That's because I never applied myself in high school. Mm-hmm. And as a result, did not get in. So did some graduate training in biological sciences and then became a clinical psychologist who specializes not only in working here, but working with people who have PTSD, trauma-related disorders. So I failed at getting in, but I really am in a field where I'm teaching people how to manage their stress, stress that leads very often to physical disorders. And to top it off, my son just got into medical school. Oh, wow. Nice. Congrats for that. Well, you'll have to tell him congrats from the guy he doesn't know. So he's living my dream. Yeah, that's awesome, though. That's really cool. Well, there's a lot that just went into that front half of the episode, back half of the episode coming up right after this break. We'll be right back with Dr. Glenn Albright. For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Now, whenever I have a guest on the show, I like to let them suggest a book. So, Dr. Albright, what is your suggestion for a book? I think the greatest, the neatest, the best book is called The Body Keeps the Score by Besser van der Kolk. It is an incredible journey on how the mind and the body work together in promoting health and wellness. Phenomenal book. Body Keeps the Score. All righty. Love the sound of that. I'm definitely going to have to check that one out. If you'd like a copy of The Body Keeps the Score or any of the other 180,000 titles that Audible has to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, 
just go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge today. And when you do that, not only are you supporting, I mean, you're getting a cool book, but you're also supporting this podcast as well. Thanks, Audible. We're back on the episode on the interview with the man himself, Dr. Glenn Albright. And it is my favorite time of the entire week. It is story time. That is, if you are listening to us for the first time, that is the part of the episode where I sit down, shut up, and let the guest do all the talking. Now, this story could be sad, it could be happy, it could be comedic, it could be downright embarrassing. That's not for me to decide. That's 100% for the guest to decide. So, Dr. Albright, it's your time. Take it away with some story time. Wow, story. You can go so many different levels. But for me, I'm going to start my story with a tremendous amount of good feeling in knowing that I have an impact in helping people. This is what it's all been about for me. I didn't tell you that uh, on the side, I do equine therapy with veterans with PTSD. So I'm using the horses as a way of helping. Wow. And I get such a thrill out of having an impact on people. Like at Cognito, I mean, think about it. You, you have a platform that's scalable, and we have over one and a half million people who have used this, this simulation to promote mental and physical health to help people make decisions about cancer treatment, cancer care, congestive heart failure, mental health and wellness, to be able to, to reach people at a level and resonate with them where they could change their behaviors or help other people change their behaviors is tremendously rewarding. And I, I, can't, I can't ask for anything more. Wow, that's I can awesome. I go to bed at night feeling okay. Right. That's really cool. What is what is one moment in, let's say, the past, let's say, because you said Cognito has been around for, what, 10, 10 years? Yes. Yeah. So what is one moment in that 10 years that has really just stuck out to you as something that was just like, oh my goodness, like that is a moment where it's like, I, I'm making a big change here. I can nail it for you. And we recently did a study with the U.S. Navy on a simulation called Together Strong, where mm-hmm. you help your buddy who's in distress, and then if, if you have to, maybe refer them to the naval cha- uh, chaplain. Mm-hmm. So we, this is a thousand people that are drawn, from, a thousand sailors drawn from Europe and the US, completed the simulation, and to hear them talk about, you know, if I've had these skills, I could have prevented a friend from jumping overboard. Oh, wow. So I talked with someone, and who's having tremendous difficulties at home. You know, you're away from sea, you can't be away in sea, you can't, you can't be there. So they were struggling and they convinced that person to see the chaplain. Because our, our military personnel have a very, very unique type of stressors to deal with and knowing we have an impact. That's it right there. Wow, that is, that's amazing. You're do, doing some amazing work with that. One question I had coming out of that is, so... Obviously, you've done work with with some pretty big entities in the U.S. Do schools bring this this stuff in uh, to work with kids and faculty? Is is that something that's been happening? Absolutely, we have over I don't know what the numbers are, but perhaps over a hundred thousand K twelve educators. Where state education departments will, districts will, they will 
purchased the, the simulation or licenses to, it will be spread out statewide. Currently, there's one right now in Texas teaching teachers trauma-informed teaching. How do you work with a student who's experienced trauma? This came about as funding from UNICEF, uh, addressing <laughs> the impact of the hurricane down there. So it's, to answer your questions, yes, we have a tremendous reach out to K-12 higher ed and healthcare. Wow. I, I'm just glad you took a, a few minutes to talk with me today. Man, you were doing some amazing stuff with this, with, with Cognito and, and everything else that you're doing. It's very, very impressive work. If, if listeners want to kind of get in touch with you or, or ask some questions about anything they heard today, how can they do that? Just go ahead and email Cognito. The address would be Info at Cognito.com or Glenn, G-L-E-N-N at Cognito.com. Either one would be sufficient. Awesome. And we'll have, we'll have links to both of those in the episode description. And we'll also have a link to Cognito's website as well. Because what I'm seeing here on the website is you can also kind of take uh, practice simulations and stuff, Yes. Yeah, yeah awesome. which is really, really cool. So I'm, I'm looking at that right now, which is, which is really fun. So yeah, we'll have, we'll have links to that. And then right before we end an episode, I, last season I would give a challenge based on what we had kind of discussed in the interview. This season I'm asking guests to kind of give teachers one challenge for the week to take into with a, with a positive mindset. So what would you want to challenge our listeners to kind of take into account going into the week ahead. That when you are uh, teaching and observe a student who has or is not paying attention, uh, maybe even falling asleep or having some behavioral problems, please stop and reflect that the situation at their home may be horrendous. There are psychological factors that you may not be aware of. And, and to talk to that student or the parent of that student and try to better understand where they're coming from to explain the behaviors. And then from there, figure out a strategy uh, to deal with the situation. Awesome. And I think I can, I can learn from that. I think all of our listeners can learn from that and, and take that into account with the week ahead. Well, Dr. Albright, I really do appreciate you taking a little sliver of your time to, to talk with us. I'm, the listeners will love this. I'm no, I know I absolutely am astonished and, and, I really enjoyed this this interview. You do some great stuff over there. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. 